you're playing slow, so we're playing through. Hosted by Bob Ballou and Carl Nicholson. Brought to you by Horseshoe Bay Resort. Play the famous Texas Triangle. Championship golf at its finest. Horseshoe Bay Resort. Good Saturday morning to you, Austin, Texas. And one final time, welcome inside this edition of Playing Through. Brought to you by Horseshoe Bay Resort. Right here on the horn, I'm Bob Ballou. Also on the horn, I am Carl Mickelson. I wasn't nervous, Bob, but now I, I, you, you reminded me that we have to be good. We have to give 60 minutes of good radio. We have to be on. So here we go. Here we go. Um, the, we, have a, we have a lot to get into um, in the golf world, obviously. Um, but there's so much more that we want to get into as well with some thank yous, um, with some goodbyes with some congratulations with everything that goes into a final show uh as you all have now heard uh with what's going on with the horn uh this is our final saturday of of our show we started this show carl i I was thinking about this it's it's pretty amazing to think (laughs) in just the four and a half years that we've done this show what's gone on in that four and a half years in the golf world in Austin, uh, right. certainly in the world, but but in the golf world in Austin, because we started this thing uh, just a couple weeks before the 2019 Dell Technologies match play. And who would have ever thought that our, I believe it was our second show, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Um, our second show would be live at Austin Country Club, not just for, oh, it's the Saturday morning of match play. We're going to have the round of 16 now. But the Saturday morning of Tiger Woods versus Rory McIlroy in what I would personally think was my favorite match in the seven years of, of match play at, at, at ACC and walked inside the ropes the entire way. I'll, I'll tell for like the 800th time, I'll tell my favorite story that went into that match um, because it was something that I will good friends of mine and I laugh at all the time. Um, we were on the 11th hole, the par three and Tiger and Rory were, it was, I mean, it was tight the whole way. And if you know ACC at all, if you've been out there to the match play, the 11th hole kind of winds around the, the little pond there in a circle. So you go around the outside of it to the right and fans kind of line that whole area. Once you get up toward the green. And so again, you have to remember the context of this as someone who, works in the media and I don't know, I, you know, Austin's not a real, you get recognized in Austin. Everybody's pretty chill about everything. Um, And I'm just a little TV guy. I mean, come on, let's be honest. And we're walking along and it went, you know, Tiger and his caddy, Rory and his caddy. And then, you know, some of the bigger guys that are following the match that are national guys and then all the media that's behind them. And we're walking through and I hear, Oh my God, it's, now you would think it's oh my god it's Tiger Woods oh my god Rory I love you no the loudest thing was oh my god it's Bob Ballou <laughs> and it was <clears throat> one of my really close friends Justin Hill it was his wife and I think it was just such an unexpected like she didn't expect to see me there or something <clears throat> and it was Justin and his wife and then like 10 of our buddies from Twin Creeks. And they were all there watching it together. It was like, you know, 11, 12 guys or whatever. And I mean, the laughter that came from them, 
because you put all of that in context with like here's here's the t- two of the greatest golfers in the history of the game, and this woman screams out, "Oh my God, it's Bob Belue!" It was just so funny in the moment, and I've always laughed so hard at that moment um, because then everybody's looking at me and everybody's looking at us like, "What is she talking about?" Like I'm sure a, a ton of people are like, "Who the hell cares?" Um, but it was just kind of funny, and and we've had so many moments of greatness um at the Dell match play that Tiger Rory match was unbelievable um that was four and a half years ago and now Carl here we are uh our final show weird so weird to say I, you know for us it's weird I can't imagine for all these guys that have been with the horn forever uh for it's, Bucky and Aaron and five and, days a week yeah I mean we, yeah. we see each other one day a week but it feels very much like a routine it's almost like a uh almost like we're playing golf together or we are doing a therapy session or we're getting together for coffee <laughs> or beers, you know, it's, it's like we have our weekly thing, but I can't, it's, it's almost, it's gotta be surreal to do that for years on end five days a week and have that rapport and back and forth. And uh, did it just all of a sudden be gone after uh, August 1st? It's just, uh, and you, and you think about Bucky and Aaron, Bucky and Aaron have done it for 25 years. You know, I mean, th- those two guys were, they are Austin Sports Talk Radio. Oh, legend. And and, they, and, and there are so many Aaron people. is a young guy. I mean, Aaron, very knowledgeable across all sports, but but golf was probably the last sport that, that Aaron warmed up to, and maybe, maybe soccer as well, because soccer wasn't big in the late 90s. But I remember listening to Aaron and getting angry because he didn't know the PGA Tour from the PGA of America, like, that thing. Well, now he, well, now Aaron, I don't know, is Aaron a better golfer than me and, and more knowledgeable and way, way, way into the sport? He's, he's, as you said, that those guys are legends in broadcasting across multiple platforms. And it's just an iconic duo. I mean, it, it seems selfish to think that some way, somehow those guys will get back together because it's just the way we, we're wired. I guess we're wired for nostalgia or wired for, um, sameness in our experiences but they are so good together and i i think people take that for granted in an era where there's television there's podcasts there's youtube there's all sorts of ways to hardwire your 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 talk listening your your entertainment your music your what have you you know but radio still still thrives sports radio is a medium uh, where immediacy still matters. We we still want to talk about yesterday's box scores. We still want to talk about contract negotiations. So the medium lives on. I don't think it's going anywhere. So I I, I think we want the best of the best yeah. to be together. You want Shaq and Kobe. You 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 want Showtime to to be together. Um, and uh, we don't know a lot of uncertainty ahead. But I think you put it best. I I I think it's time to just be thankful. You know, don't don't be sad that it's ending. Be grateful that that we've had the time with these guys. So many great laughs. So so so, so much surreal entertainment. It's been great. So yeah, I mean, again, we 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 do this. We're on the air. We're we're, we're using the airspace right now, Bob. But I, I clearly started as a fan and, and a, fr- a friend of the station, and uh, remain so, remain so today. I mean, I'm as much a listener as I am, you know, a tiny, tiny, small part of the station. So, um, you know, wherever these guys land, it, whatever happens with a horn, we'll go on. Yeah, and you know, we see it across the board. We see it in TV. I mean, you know, I, I've been in Austin 16 years, but you you talk about sports television. I mean, Dave Cody and Mike Barnes and uh, Roger Wallace are are sports television in Austin. You know, I mean, those are the guys that. They, they were here forever and, and Dave and Mike are obviously 
uh, have obviously moved on and um and Roger's still you know killing it in what he does both with both with uh KXAN and at, at Texas. Um, but it, but it's across the board. We're seeing, you know, there's, there's a, a show in Dallas on the ticket that mm-hmm. um, two of their hosts left this week. You're, you're seeing it more and more. And it, I think for, you know, it's hard for the people that are going through it. Obviously you think about all the people at our station that are going through it right now. Um, Chad Hastings, who's been a staple in Austin radio forever. Um, and, and I know the list, I'm, I'm not going to get into all the names because the list goes on and on. Um, and Chad's been a great support to us for this show. Uh, obviously, as you know, Aaron's the one who approached us, but but Chad took over a role where That's he right. he supported That's us. Right. Um, Ty Henderson's produced this show for for uh, roughly a year now, if not longer. We've had a, a few producers as well, and um, you know, th- th- it's the guy; it, those guys hold it all together. They make us happen. But I think on the from a from a kind of a deeper perspective on this. As, as hurt as the people who go through it are, you know, you find ways to move on, you find ways to do something different, or you find ways to go into a different career. But you think about, Carl, the listeners and the people who listen to this show every week, which is, uh, you know, the number of you that do and and reach out to us and and say something. If we, if we say something or we talk about something um, and, and you reach out to us, that's great. But it's the people who get up and listen to Bucky and Aaron on the way to work every morning. The people who listen to Chad and Zay in the afternoons. People that listen to Craig and Jeff on Light the Tower. Um, the, the obviously the 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 guys that listen to Rod Babers and Mike Harge in the afternoon. That's a part of your day that, as a listener, you lose. And that to me is what is sad to me. That's what like like I know it's it's awful that people are losing their jobs. That's that's what's most important. But they will all survive. They are all so good and so talented. They will survive and they will find something. I hate it for the listeners that lose a show that they loved. You know, I've long said I thought Kevin Dunn was one of the best uh, media personalities, radio, TV. He's so good at what he does. That hurt to lose him when he left radio. It hurts the Austin community when you lose these people in radio. And I think that's what's that's the hardest part, you know, for the listeners as they go through their day, now it's like, okay, well, I got to listen to Cowherd or I got to listen to, hopefully there's, hopefully there are better things to come for all these guys and they have shows. But it's to me, that's the hard part, Carl. That's what I think about when I think about, because um, like I said, I believe these guys will find something and they will do something and do bigger things. I just think about the the listeners that lose the one thing that they love in the morning or in the afternoon or at night. Yeah, the disconnect is really, really challenging. I I remember when everybody was on, uh, an AM station for the long time. And we were, there was just all day and until, until the sun went down, there was local Austin sports programming. I think maybe they broke in for Rome or Dan Patrick or something at one point, but there was, there was Bucky and Aaron, there were Chad and Chip Brown and that, that whole crew. And of course these guys have jumped, jumped across multiple stations, multiple platforms before, but I remember getting serious for four years and just being a, a Howard Stern head for like, five years and just really, you know, cause I used to have a 45, 50 minute commute. So, but so yeah, I was one of those guys that you're talking about where I remember at like what point on 71 when Bucky would talk about gardening naked or when like, you know, when Tim Duncan, <laughs> and I, I, I can remember what, inter- what, you know, if I'm passing Spanish Oaks or not, when, you know, Aaron's busting, you know, Bucky on one thing or the other, or, you know, and then transversely when, uh, 
gosh, it might have not even been this station, but remember when a guy would rap? Uh, was, I think he was a producer, and then he became a rapper, and he would he would he would do the highlights of the week uh, from the sports. God, I, I, I feel remiss that I can't remember his name, but uh, it's not Chad Hastings. Well, it, it could have been. I mean, that could have been another <laughs> of Chad's secret talents is, is Boston Rhymes. It could it easily could have been, but uh, uh, yeah, there's just so many. You know, because it's a part of you. I mean, it, it's you know, it, it what that what would be that be? That would almost be eight hours a week. I would be I would be on sports talk sometimes. So very much ingrained in our habits and our our day to day life. So yeah, I mean, you definitely do feel for the listeners, and uh, you know, th- there's no shortage of, of places you can land, but you do feel a connection. You do almost feel a sense of ownership to your your local personalities because we we you know we share a commonality we 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 share a, a a familiar lens not only are we big sports fans of so many sports but we're uh you know we we're connected because we're we're in this great community in Austin Texas and and we we see things a lot the same and if we see things differently that's what makes it all the more interesting so uh you know the unknown the uncertainty a lot of times in life is the hardest part so it's kind of where we are. It's a very uh, poignant, raw place to be in terms of uh, Austin sports talk. But, you know, a, you get through life being optimistic and ho- hopefully uh, all these guys land in, in places uh, that are good for them. And if, if we can be greedy, good good for the listeners, too. Yeah. And it, it's funny thinking about all that it's like you know yeah sure there are podcast podcasts have changed the game sure. you can you can sure. subscribe to a podcast and listen in for texas football and and kind of what you know you know what you're going to get from some of the podcasts and whatever um what also makes it hard is never knew what you were going to get when you turned on the radio you may know that they're going to bring on uh they're going to have Steve Sarkeesian on at 1030 or they're going to have, you know, David Pierce on at nine or whatever. But you never if you just turned on the radio at seven o'clock and you're you're on your way to, to work. And like you said, you talk about Bucky gardening naked. Those things are so organic and so hard to uh, mimic. And when you get good camaraderie, that's what makes it so good. And that's what makes radio so good. I remember there were times I'd listen to Jim Rome and I would be crying laughing in my car because he would be doing some kind of bit that was to, to me just hilarious. That's what all these guys do. They That's the fun part of local radio is you just go off on the most bizarre tangent and you feel like you're just sitting at home having a beer with those guys. You feel like you're just like, like hanging out with guys who come up with funny stuff to say and you're on the floor laughing for hours um, because they're so good at what they do. Um so yeah, this is. I think it's hard on everyone for a lot of reasons. I, I just, I, I think maybe the one thing sometimes it gets left out is um, just how hard it is on listeners to lose some of the people that they've loved for for so long. Um, we do have an hour here that we do want to get into some golf. Um, I wanted to talk first, Carl, about uh, before we hit our first break here in just a couple minutes. Um, I wanted to, to one of the things I wanted to bring up on this show. There, there are a bunch of thank yous to some people who are involved in the show. I want to I want to mention later. And in our second segment, we are going to get into a little bit of actual golf talk, the Open Championship and um, uh, the Brian Harmon runaway. Uh, but but I did want to say this, too. Um, you know, we've been afforded this opportunity 
um, to talk golf with you for the last four and a half years. And I, I Carl, I'm so appreciative to you, uh, to Aaron and, and Chad for the opportunity because this was my first radio show that I've hosted. This was the first thing that I've been able to do that was a consistent, you know, I, I'd go on every now and then with Aaron and Bucky or Phil do whatever. Right. Um, but this is my first opportunity to do this. And I, and I loved it. I feel like I grew into it. I feel like coming up with ideas, you know, I, I, I always tell the story of Ari Temkin, who I think is one of the greatest radio minds that I've ever come across, if not the greatest, um, because, and Ari obviously had a show on the horn for a while, uh, with, with the late Sean Adams, with, um, some other people as well to uh, chip Brown, I believe at one point, but Ari would always have a way of coming up with something creative that you wouldn't think of something that you wouldn't some way to get into things. And I think you're really good at that too, Carl. I, I think you've really challenged me in a lot of ways of, um, how do you, how do you approach the game of golf? You know, we talked a lot about like, set your, how many rounds are you going to play this year? Set some goals for yourself. Do all the, go, go practice once a week, all those things. But I, I felt you've been really good at coming up with some different ideas for golf because you've been in the game for so long. You've known so many people in this game and how they approach it. And uh, and I'm just thankful to you for that. I, I'm thankful that uh, you're really good at, at doing this and of coming up with ways to think about the golf game that maybe other people don't. Well, I think it's no mystery that this was also my first radio gig. I mean, I was very green, quite nervous. I mean, you 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 had to drive the bus and you still drive the bus to to a large degree. Uh, for a long time, but I was uh, shaking in my boots those first couple of weeks. But the but what Aaron saw the the rapport that we had, he goes, "You, you guys are both goofballs. You're going to be funny together. You'll have a chemistry." And uh, sure enough, we did, and it's been fun to do this because because like like we kind of danced around it. We're fans of this format. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. So so to get to, to so to get to sort of you know play fantasy camp and 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 do radio is has been cool. I mean, it's you know it's not anything I go brag to friends about or anything. And you know, on paper, like people go, "Wow, you do a radio show," and they go, "Yeah, yeah, it's seven a.m. on Saturdays." So t- take that as as you will. But uh, it's been a blast. It's been an, an absolute uh, joy to do it. I, I think hopefully we've brought a unique perspective to the game. I mean, there not, there's not a lot of unique perspectives with so much talk on the game, but but your your passion and in, in, in where you come from, growing up in country clubs and getting to cover the game inside out and see and and get get to meet the pros and 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 get to get to see different shades of the game and just your you know your joy for it. You know our frustrations with how little we get to play sometimes and. Uh, it's I, I it's been damn it's damn been kids good. those damn kids Carl I know. yeah one day well yeah one day you'll get what I get my daughter is li- literally my daughter literally just walked by and she's she's gonna go practice her putting so um oh, I love it I, I, that that's a milestone I hope you reach because it's actually kind of a, a fun cool process we've been going through she's a hell of a lag putter and she's deadly from from inside of six feet so um Learning the game from the hole out, and her pitching's coming coming along. But nevertheless, no, I mean th- this show has been great. I mean we've had some great guests, we've had some great uh, guest hosts fill in when when we had to be out from time to time. Kelly O'Donnell is kind of the uh, the Simon Garfunkel and O'Donnell, basically. I mean, he, I mean Kelly's probably the number <laughs> one uh, co-host. He's, he's probably done about 20, 25 of these when when you've traveled, and he's he's been a an anchor for me, and that brought a different dimension, a different kind of levity t- t- levity to the uh, the conversation. So hopefully we, you know, 
for the people who've been up Saturday morning, 7 a.m., we've entertained them and we've 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 made golf a little bit more fun. We've we've kind of brought it uh down to a place that isn't intimidating or it, it doesn't feel exclusive because I mean I I think that's the the joy of, of what we kind of share is the golf's fun. Yeah, I mean it, it can be stuffy, there can be a lot of rules, but it brings people together. I mean, like you say, those that those dozen people you saw on on, on the uh we'll call it the second, but we, yeah, for, for the purposes of Dell match play, that was the, you know, the 11th area there by the pond. I mean, that's real. I mean, the camaraderie that the, the people that golf brings into our lives, you know, stay with us. I mean, I, I, I think back to me being fortunate to be an intern at a golf magazine back in 1993 and everybody that's come into my life ever since it's overwhelming to think how that shaped me, how, how that's made me the professional, the, the, the person, maybe even the dad, maybe even the husband that I am. It's just, it's wild to think that golf is that common bond for what makes us who we are. It's, it's wild. It is. It really is. Um, and I'm glad we've got, we've had the opportunity to do this show together. It's, it's really been fun. All right. We do want to get into some golf. We do have to take a break right here. Um, and we want to one last time make our push for Horseshoe Bay Resort, because as you've heard us say over the last, you know, seven months, you know, I've had so many good times out there, so many great memories out there. You can do the same with your, your bachelor bachelorette party. You can go out there with on a couple's trip. You can take your kids out there. Carl Horseshoe Bay Resort kind of has it all and uh, and continues to grow and do some amazing things. It really does. You know, it, it was it was great to be out there last week with my wife and, and we were joined by, you know, uh, in my day job, we we bring in media to Horseshoe Bay, and it just my, our visit out there just happened to intersect with. I don't know if you've ever seen America's Golfing Couple, Danny and Alice Scott out of Scottsdale, but they traveled the globe playing golf together and having adventures together, and they really know how to travel and enjoy themselves. It was great to see Horseshoe Bay through their lens because they're like, we're definitely running a pontoon boat, and you know, Danny just you know rips his shirt off and he's driving around. And he goes, I wonder who owns that house, and he just honks the horn and talks to everybody and just gets out there. But it was just nice to be on a quiet day on Lake LBJ and enjoy that side of it. And then go get on the course and go play slick rock and have a great meal. And then just have a nice cocktail at uh whitewater 360. There's just so much you can do. And then the staff is just so impressed with the property too. You know, you talk to the lady at, you know, as we're waiting for a, a shuttle down to the yacht club and she's like, well, you know, what's coming. There's more stuff coming to the waterfront. They're going to build another beach. You can play sand volleyball. Now we're going to build another place. It's like, it's almost like, why are you not in marketing? Why are, you know, why are you handling key <laughs> cards and, and, and wristbands for, for pools? You should, you should be, uh, part of the marketing team, but, but, but that's, you know, that's just the kind of people you get out there. It's the best of the hill country. So you get genuine, you get genuine Texas hospitality, but you get this place that's wonderfully tropical and unlike anything else that exists in, in the hill country, because all the palm trees and the rock outcroppings and the, the granite and the hills, and it's, it's quintessential hill country golf too. So Horseshoe Bay is a mega experience. Can't thank them enough for sponsoring this show for believing in us, being wanting to be a part of us, and 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 really, uh, really fighting to be to be the sponsor of the show, they wouldn't settle for for a, a second tier sponsorship. They wanted to be the presenting sponsor. So Brian Woodward, the team out there, Bizarre, 
Randy Zapansky, the the new managing director. We just and of course Anthony Holder, director of golf operations. We can't thank them enough for their support uh, and everything they've done to support this show, to support Under Blue Skies, every everything else that's been tied to this show. Horseshoe Bay Resort has been a, a steward and a partner and a, and a friend of playing through on the horn. So thank you to them. Can't, can't say enough thank yous and, and can't say enough about the experience. HSBresort.com is a place to check it out. I mean, two clicks in, you're going to want a book. So there's so much to see, so much to do. I hope you get to do it. That's hsbresort.com, Horseshoe Bay Resort. We are so grateful for everything they've done for us. We hope we've returned the favor with what we've done with this show. All right, when we come back, we'll talk some golf. It is a golf show after all. That's coming up. This is Playing Through on the Horn, brought to you by Horseshoe Bay Resort. Another good Saturday morning to you, Austin, Texas. Welcome back inside this edition of Playing Through, brought to you by Horseshoe Bay Resort right here on the horn. He is Carl Mickelson. I'm Bob Ballou. A bunch of sappiness in our first segment uh, as we talk through our final show here on the horn. Um, And we are grateful you're a part of this one. Let's talk some golf, Carl. Uh, Open championship last week. Brian Harmon wins by 100. Nobody even really remotely comes close. He made a couple bogeys early on Saturday, righted the ship, made a couple bogeys early Sunday, righted the ship, and it was never close. Um, did you enjoy it? I really tried. I really... <laughs> no. That's funny. I guess, I mean, there there were certainly parts that I enjoyed, um, I, I will say. Um but you know, the, like I texted you, the battle for second would have been intriguing. Like if if aliens would have transported you know Brian Harmon to another universe, or his 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 four rounds would have happened in a parallel universe, the rest of the field would have been a fascinating open championship. It was a st- it was a stacked battle for second. Um, I was impressed with Cameron Young. Um, with everything that's gone on with Roy McElroy. I was still impressed with the way he played. I mean, obviously he didn't contend. Brian Harmon did something on, on another level. Um, some people say maybe it's left-handed. He handled the wind better. Uh, you know, the guy just he 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 manned up. So again, yeah. Hey, Carl, to, about hey, Carl, to that yeah to that point real quick. Just a just a quick side note because I didn't want to let that one get away because I did hear that a lot about maybe the, the left-handed help. Where was Robert McIntyre? Where was Phil Mickelson? Where right. were you know, like, I mean, that's that to me is even more impressive because those guys weren't even remotely in contention. Well, yeah, he's, yeah, not only it's, is he, yeah, the best in the field, he's the best among left handers who, who somehow had an advantage, possibly. Um, well, you know, they say, that about <laughs> Augusta, they say that about Augusta National as well, but you know, you it's still golf, you still, you still got to tee off and you still got to get the ball in the whole 18 times. So, uh, no, it's hugely impressive and, and, and it was fascinating to watch because, you know, for a lot of reasons, I mean, I'm going to remember this for 
realizing the Brits aren't all that different from us. I mean, I mean, and I, I don't mean us. I mean, the, the weirdos that heckle golfers and say weird things in people's backswings and taunt people as they're walking on the other side of the ropes. I, I did not expect that out of an open championship crowd because they've got such a reverence for, for the game. There's, there's such a, a beloved connection to the sport. It's in the fabric of their lives. I mean, they don't just play for recreation. I mean, they, they play all the time. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just like uh, part it's into the fabric of their lives. If, if, if you're Scottish and I don't know what the deal was, but, but the, the calling guys cowards and, and, and telling Brian Harmon, he, he, he's not up to this was it's the unseemly part of the game that I don't think is going away, but I, I you know, I don't know if I'm just getting older, but I, 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 I wish it would because it doesn't add anything. I mean, see what you will about mashed potatoes and Baba Booey and, and you to man and all, all this stuff. But the personal attacks are just beyond the pale. It doesn't bring it. Golf isn't that. I mean, it's not a boxing match. It's not football. I, I, I just hope golf hasn't become that. And again, I don't make the rules and I can't control other people's behavior, but I didn't love that. I did love the way that Brian Harmon stood up to it though and said, yeah, well, that's that's all I really needed to hear. It was you know it was right turn Clyde from there on. And he just, that was the most interest. That was the most interesting thing to me was to hear him say, "I made the first two bogeys on Saturday," and someone yelled at me, "Harmon, you don't have the stones for this." And he goes, and then it just kind of calmed me down. I realized, yeah, I do. Like I what? Do. It almost like did their opposite effect of what that guy wanted. And mm-hmm. I think that happens a lot to athletes. I think that happens a lot in pro sports. I think when you when you uh, when you ice a kicker. In football, I'll, I think all that does is just give him a minute to relax and go through his routine. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm. Listen, if this was Tiger Woods that won this tournament the way Brian Harmon won it, we would be talking about this was one of the greatest performances in the history of the sport, and Tiger Woods right. is so much further ahead. And and listen, to an extent, Tiger Woods has earned that. He has earned the right to. For us to have that conversation because he's done it on multiple occasions. Um, Brian Harmon just lapped the field. And it was it was as impressive a four-day performance as we've seen in forever. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that Brian Harmon's the number one golfer in the world. Right. It just it just means that he played incredible golf. All of these guys have the potential to do that. Right. You know, I mean that's the that was one of the frustrating things to me, but I think sometimes we get caught in the hoopla of i've got to make a declaration that is the biggest declaration in the history of the world well listen with brian Harmon, he played great he he beat the crap out of everybody he never faltered in the big moments and he won the tournament is he the most exciting golfer in the world no is he the most personality in the world no it doesn't mean we don't appreciate what he did it doesn't mean we can't have a conversation about just how good this performance was there's and this goes for so many conversations we end up having and I feel like this is why Carl maybe in the long run I wouldn't make a great radio voice nationally because I'm I'm too <laughs> rational about things right um right. I I have way too much rational thought in the things that I say or do and I think it sometimes it really it really hurts me when it comes to um making it big or making a big statement or whatever hot takes listen yeah hot takes um when you hear some of the things like that's the, that's 
not to go on a tangent on this, but that's part of the problem I have with some of the national personalities. It's across sports, but it happens in golf too, is just this like inane ability to be like, this was the most insane thing that's ever happened, or this is the worst thing. He's the worst golf champion of all time or, or whatever words you want to use for these different guys. No, it, Man, Brian everything can't, everything can't be a superlative. And, and it's, it's strange that people who are recreational golfers don't understand that sometimes golf just happens. Things just happen. Right. If you right. shoot 77, you think, well, that's what I was supposed to do. But if you shoot nine, 97, it, there's 10,000 excuses why that should not have happened and why it's an aberration, that sort of thing. So it's interesting that people can't just say, this dude had a week. He was the best prepared. He had a week. What he was doing was clicking, and it was his time. I mean, and the Open Championship is funky and has those nuances. He saw the lines of, of, of the greens better. It, it was – the door was open the way the wind was blowing, the way the way the, the fairways were rolling for a straight hitter to be in contention. And that's kind of the beauty, beautiful, quirky nuance of open championship venues and links golf is there's a lot of ways to get the ball in the hole. And sometimes the right. most fastidious, predictable Byron Nelson type golf is the most efficient. I mean, we saw guys guys ripping it. I mean, just hitting, you know, 400-yard drives, do, doing amazing things. Brian Brian Harmon kept it between the lines. I mean, there, there were three holes within, with internal out-of-bounds. He, he never sniffed those, you know. It, but the right. Right, 50% of the field was having anxiety about those those, those lines. So uh, sometimes you're just the right guy. I mean, that's I mean that's why they have players' badges, dude. I mean, that's why the name is on the bag because they're, they're good enough. There's there's probably 500 guys right now that might be good enough any given week, maybe more. And let's not forget, Brian Harmon's been a really good golfer for a really long time. There's no doubt. And and I think that's that gets lost because he's somebody tried to equate it to that he's like a Charles Howe the third that's just been around forever and and has played really good golf. That's great. I would take that in a heartbeat, wouldn't you? Oh like, yeah. I don't. Just because I'm not Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson or Justin Thomas or Scotty Scheffler or Jordan Spieth or whoever the 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 Rory McIlroy the the stars of golf John Rahm, because I'm not those guys. Man, I've made thirty million playing golf and been a really good golfer for a long time and been in contention things, and now I'm a major champion. I I'm good for I mean Brian Harmon, great stuff. Like they're. I don't know. There's, there's just, it, it's really bizarre. I don't, well, I don't get it. It, um, it, it is. And I mean, I, I remember the, the, the two or three times and the one time I got to interview at length, Dan Jenkins. And I, I kind of taught, I, I said, you were always hilarious when it was a Jack Fleck or, a, you know, a, a, a guy that, it, you know, it, whose first career win was a major or just completely came out of the blue. And, you, you know, you, you, you know, back on typewriters in those days, you had 89% of the story written that it was going to be Hogan or, or Nelson or Nicholas or Palmer or at least Kerry Middlecoff, you know, and it wasn't, he's like, yeah, those guys drove us crazy because our, you know, we were, our job was to sell issues of sports illustrated, you know, and Jack Fleck is, is not the best, you know, representation to do that. So it was, you know, right. so yeah, well, yeah, it brought us anxiety because we were trying to sell papers and magazines at that time. And you, you need, you needed somebody that people recognize you need that big, you know, golden hair, broad shoulder, Jack Nicholas to be on the cover every once in a while. Yeah, I, I get it. But I, to me, it makes the sport more interesting. I mean, yeah. And it's always going to be, I mean, you, you, you're not always going to get the Mount Rushmore winning 
winning uh, all four majors. And that's that's the beauty of it. Because, I mean, you want to, I mean, I, if you want to overly psychoanalyze it, you want to believe everybody's got a chance. That's what's fascinating about it. I mean, if Brian Brian Harmon was an amateur, it's but he's the same guy, same body, same club, same, you know, divot brush, I mean, down to the ball marker. He's the same dude. But you put an A in front of his name or to the side of his name in parens, it's the greatest story in, in, in golf history, right? Or in modern times, right. I mean, but he's a journeyman pro who's who's could, who can be pretty badass at times. It's, like you said, not a bad thing to be. Nothing to hang your head about. No, and they, and they there were some good stories that came about about him. Uh, one from college that you'll have to go look up about what his nickname was. But I, I thought the whole um, I, I thought the hunting part of the aspect. I, I it's one thing I never realized was how against hunting they are in England. <laughs> I right, guess that's right. a. It's something I didn't know, and uh, and you again, you find out a lot of things. I did want to bring up one more thing before we take our another break here. I don't know if you saw Justin Ray, um, who I I use his stats consistently in my life with my friends, yeah. with my on this show. Um, I always do give him credit. He's he's done phenomenal things with with what he's able to do. But what I found interesting about it is he actually posted something after the open and said, almost kind of like a rant of, I'm tired of people stealing my stuff and I'm tired of people using my stuff, crediting me. I mean, I do a lot of work for it. Just right. at least give me a little credit. And I, and I'm, I'm all about that for Justin because he does phenomenal work that just goes in general. If you guys are going to take stuff off uh, from certain sites or from whatever. I, I know none of you guys listening are probably national media members, but it was just, it was a, a pet peeve. And I think Justin's done such a good job for such a long time. Um, and I've used so much of his stuff on the show. I at least wanted to back him on that. Cause I think that is a, a really important thing that we kind of recognize every now and then. Well, there's no doubt. He, he's, he's really one of the best uh, I mean, across all platforms. I mean, he's one of the great statisticians, but you know, and, and, and you and has a, very specific lens when, when he's finding his stuff what what he goes to look for is great and, and how he how he just brings in another dimension to the way we look at golf and and, and the depth of, of how great some of these things uh, the, the these professional players do is and then just how weird the game can be sometimes how how they're just yeah. new nuances so, sometimes things don't just add up some get some you know a guy can miss more than half the greens and win the tournament. Sometimes you just never, you never really know what stats are going to throw at you. So the, the loose Dagners and certainly the Justin Rays of the world are really bringing a great dimension to the, the second screen part of part of golf or just, you know, just our overall enjoyment of uh, what we're consuming as, as we watch these guys do amazing things inside the ropes. They do good work, and it's a uh, it's a real pleasure to get to follow a lot of those guys. And I'm I'm it's good to know that we've got somebody in our backyard working uh, working hard as well uh, to make there this is, stuff happen. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take we're gonna take uh, when we come back. We will put a bow on this show and on playing through on the horn. Brought to you by Horseshoe Bay Resort. That's right after this. It 
It is the final segment on the final show. This is Playing Through on the Horn, brought to you by Horseshoe Bay Resort. He's Carl Mickelson. I'm Bob Ballou. And I just wanted to express uh, some thank yous to some people who have been a part of our show over the last four and a half years. Uh, it's been a real pleasure to have a lot of people take the time to uh, to talk to us. I know Carl has some of these as well. Uh, Tim Phelps out at Driftwood. Um Brentman, who who's done amazing things in the world of golf, uh, especially in Austin over the last, you know, 25, 30 years. Um, the, those guys that, that come on the show with us, Michael Chubka from Band and Dunes, who's come on with us to talk about the crazy things going on out there. They're expanding again. Um, and they've they've done some some amazing things across the board. Um Ryan Hodge from Twin Creeks, who is uh on his way out of Twin Creeks to a new a new job, really, really proud of Ryan and, and his accomplishments. Um, and of course he came from UT golf club, Steve Tremere and Greg Garner do great work out there. And they've, they've been a, a special part of, of the golf world in Austin for a long time. And, and they do great work and, and they've been a part of this show and had us out there. We talked to Mark Brooks um, as we started our, our venture around golf courses in Austin, uh, Omar Uresti and, and Aaron did some great stuff. Um, as they kind of were highlighting some of the golf courses and we got to talk to some of those guys along the way who, who make this thing possible. You know, I, anytime you do this, you're going to leave some names. I'm just eternally grateful to the people in the golf world in Austin who continue to make golf thrive. You know, we need more people like we have competitors in this business, quote unquote competitors that have another golf show. I am, I am so proud to call Ed Clements a friend and, and call Scotty Sayers a friend and, and, and to be able to interview Ben Crenshaw and know Ben Crenshaw and have those conversations about saving Muni and, um, and Eric Lopez and the guys uh, across the board. I, I, this, yeah, I know this yeah. can go on for a long time, but, um, but there's so many people that are doing good in the golf world in Austin. And it is, it, it's, I'm so proud to know them. And I'm so proud that we've been able to promote what they are doing on our show. Even like I said, with Eddie and, uh, and, and Scotty, uh, who are who have their own golf show and their own show, uh, you know, to, to be able to to have conversations with those guys about what the, the good they're doing in charity work. Ed hosts, hosts a golf term every year out at Onion Creek. Um, so I'm just eternally grateful to all the people who had an influence on us and on this show. And um, early on, Carl, Joe Ogilvy was a huge part of our show. When COVID hit, we kind of, absolutely. Uh, I don't know, the trains kind of went off the track there for a little bit, but Joe Ogilvy's doing great things in the world of golf right. uh, and, and did some great things on this show as well. So I, I'm just grateful to, to everyone in the golf world that, that has made this happen and made this show a, a better place so we can talk more golf. Absolutely. You know, we're leaving these airwaves, you know, but we're not leaving this golf community. And, and obviously the state of the game and the, the state of the Austin golf community is, is really as good as it's ever been. There's a lot of new faces. A lot of people have come into the, the game recently, but Austin's a really special place when it comes to golf all, all the way back to sand greens and Harvey Panic and, and just all the, you know, Co coach Hannon, the, just, the, just everybody that's left a legacy. I think another guy, uh, not, not that it's possible to remember everybody, but coach Fields has come on the show a couple of times and, and brought another dimension to, to coach, coach Fields, coach Murphy. Both. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, they, they've been fantastic. We didn't get them on here enough, you know, what life moves fast and, and we probably didn't get on, get on them on the show nearly, nearly enough, but 
the Austin golf community is outstanding. There's just something about it. I'm sure it's that way everywhere. I'm, I'm sure if you said San Diego, San Francisco, Des Moines, there's a beautiful golf community there. But this is ours. It's an honor to be a small part of it, you know, to to get to know these people, can call many of them friends and be able to, to call on them and, you know, pick their brains and learn from them and just have the camaraderie that we do with so many golf pros and so many people who just have a generosity of spirit about keeping this game alive and, and, and vital and, and welcoming to, to future generations and current generations. It's like I say, it's, it's hard to get a deep tea time, but that's, you know, that says a lot of, about the infrastructure that's here, the, the, the people that are here teaching the game, stewarding the game and, and making it what it is. I mean, it, it, this is a very special place. I mean, you, you, you point to Tom Kite and Ben Crenshaw and Harvey Panic and, and why and Jordan Spieth and all, all the great lifetime Longhorns that, that have come through that, that make it special and Coach Fields. But it's everybody. It's everybody that, that's connected to that legacy, that learned the game here, that, that that's, that's played Muni, that's played Hancock, that's, you know, joined a club here, that's taken lessons here, that's, you know, you know, validated the growth of of indoor golf of of recreational golf of of every other side of it so it's just great to see we you know we won't be on these airwaves talking about what's next but that's the exciting thing the the game's growing in so many cool new directions and there's still just tremendous legendary stewards of the game here in austin we're just glad to be able to talk about it for the past one and a half years no doubt and and as we run up against against the clock here i i, I want to say carl thank you to you you've you've opened my mind in the golf world and and you've taken me to a lot of places that uh in my in the golf ideals that i don't think i would have ever thought of and i'm just grateful to you for uh for opening my eyes to a lot of things in golf. And this has just been a blast doing this and who knows maybe we'll pop up somewhere else but for now i'm just grateful to you and everything you brought to this show and everything you brought to my life uh in the in the golfing community I hope we do pop up somewhere else. That'd be great. I, I really don't want this to end, Bob, but you are a quintessential broadcaster. It's been a joy to learn from you, just to pick up from you, just sort of, you know, pick up the crumbs from, from walking behind you. It has been great. It, it It's just been, hopefully it's brought up my, my performance, my, my level in, in some small way, probably not, but you, you're, you're the best. Of the <laughs> best. You're, you're, you're a, you're a true gentleman. You're, you're a genuine guy, true friend. And it's been, a complete blast doing this with you. It's, it's it's been so much fun and so rewarding. And Carl, hopefully we'll get to say we'll get to do it again at some point. But for now, it's time for us to go and let the big ugly tailgate take over as Casey Stutter and Johnny Rogers wait. And they get ready to uh, to give you their thoughts as they as they head out as well. Carl, always enjoy doing this. Thank you for being a part of this for four and a half years. And hopefully we'll get to do it again soon. You all see soon, Austin golfers. Adios for now, but we'll see you down the fairway. Sounds like a plan. For the final time, he is Carl Mickelson. I'm Bob Ballou. This is Playing Through on the Horn, brought to you by Horseshoe Bay Resort. And as always, go out and make a bunch of birdies, everyone. So long, girl. I know you ain't gonna like it. But I'm stepping right out of your world. But I'm coming to your party.